Greetings, everyone. My name is Dave. And I'm Stacy. Welcome to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We are a husband and wife team living in Houston, arguably the barbecue capital of Texas, who share a passion for good food and holistic wellness. We are on a mission to inspire people to live their best lives through healthy food choices, one meal at a time. We've been podcasting for one year and we are celebrating as we reflect on our journey. We're so excited to have had the opportunity to share so many awesome stories and connect with so many inspiring individuals. If you've missed any episodes or if you're a new listener, we encourage you to give those a listen. Last year in June, when we first launched our show, we shared our transition stories and how a plant-based diet changed our lives. At that time, we spoke about how Stacy ended her battle with cystic acne and weight. And I spoke about how my steps to eliminate animal products led me to become more in tune with my body and mind. We also shared how these individual choices to embrace these lifestyle paths led us to each other. But that was just the beginning. Since we've been married, we have experienced the positive impacts of a plant-based lifestyle with pregnancy and raising two preschool-age vegan children. So in upcoming shows, we'll be sharing more of our stories so that, just like the stories of others that we highlight, we can be a help to someone else navigating these life stages. And speaking of stories, we absolutely love hearing all of your stories and being able to inspire people to embrace a healthier lifestyle. We want to celebrate every step you take. We know that not everyone is ready to take the steps to become fully vegan, and that's fine. We love all the steps. So one of my favorite stories from over the past year comes from my mother, who recently left us a love note about her own steps. She says, quote, it can be very challenging to change old ways of eating. After retirement last year, I had a doctor's visit and my numbers were kind of high. No change in my meds, but my doctor ordered me to work on my weight, exercise and eat healthy. I tried my daughter Stacy's way of eating healthier and exercise and lost 23 pounds within six months. I went back to my doctor and she was very pleased at my numbers and told me to keep doing what I was doing. She even lowered my dosage of one of my meds. So eating healthy and exercise really makes a difference. I fall off the wagon and I get back on again. So no matter what your story is, we want to encourage you to keep taking the steps, always remembering that you are worth it. Your body is a temple and you only get one. This mission that we have is dedicated to a legacy of wellness for future generations as much as it is for our current family and community members who are struggling with lifestyle-related diseases. With today's episode, we are launching a new series in which we will share some of our favorite things that we hope will be helpful to you in your journey. So between our episodes featuring people who have experienced awesome changes with the plant-based diet, we will be sharing books, documentaries, foods, tools, and resources that have made a big difference in our life. So let's get started. Nature has endowed the earth with glorious wonders and vast resources that man may use for his own ends. Regardless of our taste or our way of living, there are none that present more variation to tax our imagination than the soil, and certainly none so important to our ancestors, to ourselves, and to our children. A 
a quote from Charles Kellogg from The Soils That Support Us. In today's show, we're going to go back to our roots to talk about soil and why this often overlooked substance is so essential to our bodies, the planet, and the future generations. I can guess you may be thinking, I'm not a gardener. Why should I care about soil? I didn't get it either, and that's until we watched two eye-opening documentaries that illustrated why perfectly. One is called Symphony of the Soil, Discover the Life Beneath Your Feet, and the other is called The Need to Grow. These films have become a part of our favorites list. So, here are three reasons why, no matter who you are, this topic should be near and dear to your heart. Number one, soil is where life begins. Here's a clip from Symphony of the Soil trailer. Most of the planet is not living. It's mineral. It's never known life. It's just this rock. And yet soil starts forming on it and creates this very thin layer where life is possible. Soil is the interface between biology and geology. It's sort of the living skin of the earth. It's Times Square on New Year's Eve all the time in the soil. When you take that soil and you put it in a microscope and you start looking at it, it's a place full of life. So 95% of our food comes from the soil. We are deeply connected to this soil. Who hasn't heard we come from dust and the dust we shall return? So understanding this quote deeply means understanding what we already know grows from that soil. Plants, right? Plants need air, they need water, sun, and nutrients. And in direct relation, we as human beings also need that air, water, sun, and nutrients. So all living forms, they turn back into organic matter, which is which helps build a healthy soil. And healthy soil holds water, air, nutrients, and works in unison with the sun. Reason number two, soil is as essential as the air we breathe. Here's a clip from the Need to Grow trailer. If we stay on our course, we can look at a worldwide catastrophe. Industrial agriculture is first and foremost a war against the earth because it is a war against all species since you're bringing war chemicals into food production and all they're doing is killing. We cannot fight nature. You cannot poison things to the extent that where you, quote, win. It's a challenge to live in a world where our government cannot be counted on to defend us from an industrial food system that's actually making us sick. Soil is considered a non-renewable resource because it does not renew itself at a sufficient rate in the human time frame. Indeed, one centimeter of soil can take hundreds to thousands of years to form from parent rock, according to the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. Maria Helena Semedo, the Deputy Director General of the organization, says today the equivalent of one soccer field of soil is eroded every five seconds. And the planet is on a path that could lead to the degradation of more than 90% of all the Earth's soils by 2050. Semelo says this erosion is triggered by intensive agriculture, tillage, monocropping, overgrazing, urban sprawl, deforestation, and industrial and mining activities, which all contribute to accelerating soil erosion. And as organic carbon particles are the most vulnerable to being washed or blown away, erosion also reduces soil's potential to help mitigate and adapt to climate change, triggering a vicious cycle in which extreme weather events and soil erosion reinforce each other, Semido says. Reason number three, healthy soil is crucial to good nutrition. Here's a bite from soil biologist Dr. Elaine Ingram 
who's one of the many experts in the documentary Symphony of the Soil. Our soils aren't soil anymore, they're dirt. Dirt, the four-letter D word in soils, because dirt doesn't have the life. It doesn't have the level of organic matter, and that's what we've done to our farmlands. That's what many people have done to their lawns, done to their gardens where they're trying to grow this food. And if they don't have that life in the soil, the proper ratios of organisms in the soils, then the foods that they grow don't have the nutrients that they require. And that means their health, their children's health, their animals' health is not going to be what it needs to be. They're going to be sick. They're going to be unhealthy. They don't have the nutrients. The kids all have problems, the animals. And so the food you're even getting from your cows and your chickens and your pigs um, does not sustain human life. In just one tablespoon of healthy soil, there are more living organisms than there are people on Earth. These microorganisms help transplant nutrients, water, and prevent erosion and flooding. This healthy soil, working together with the plants that it grows, also holds atmospheric carbon and aids in providing us with fresh, clean air. How amazing is our natural ecosystem? My dad would often ask if we were taking a vitamin supplement, despite the fact that we have a pretty healthy plant-based diet. He would say because of the soil quality, food doesn't contain all the nutrients it should. And I really didn't understand what he meant until I watched this movie. Speaking to farmers and gardeners recently, we are hearing this more often. The question that comes to our mind is just how are plants growing so vibrant and large without having the appropriate nutrients that are key to our health? The answer is tied to how plants have been bred in recent times. Plants need phosphorus, nitrogen, and potassium to grow. Phosphorus is used by plants to help fight disease and to help form new roots and make seeds, fruit, and flowers. Nitrogen is used by plants for leaf growth and for green color. And potassium is used by plants to promote strong stems and grow faster. In our modern agricultural system, plants have been bred and grown with the focus on growing faster and bigger with the use of phosphorus, nitrogen, and potassium, along with fertilizers in conventional farming cases. With our soil's biodiversity depleting due to unsustainable farming practices like the use of toxic chemicals, GMOs, and monoculture crops, nutrients like protein, calcium, iron, B vitamins, and vitamin C have not been readily available for plants to feed on. Thus, when we eat these beautifully large leaves of kale or heads of broccoli, we don't receive the potential of what these plants can give us. Hence the need for a market of synthetic vitamins. If you look at the vitamins available on the shelves, you'll notice the correlation between elements lacking in our current soils depleted from modern agricultural practices. Our digging for insight led us to an article in the Scientific American called Dirt Poor. Have fruits and vegetables become less nutritious? It says, quote, a landmark study on the topic by Dr. Donald Davis and his team of researchers from the University of Texas at Austin's Department of Chemistry and Biochemistry was published in December 2004 in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition. They studied U.S. Department of Agriculture nutritional data from both 1950 and 1999 for 43 different vegetables and fruits, finding reliable declines in the amount of protein, calcium, phosphorus, iron, riboflavin, vitamin, vitamin B2, and vitamin C over the past half century. Davis and his colleagues chalk up this declining nutritional content to the preponderance of agricultural practices 
designed to improve traits, size, growth rate, pest resistance, other than nutrition. Efforts to breed new varieties of crops that provide greater yield, pest resistance, and climate adaptability have allowed crops to grow bigger and more rapidly, reported Davis. But their ability to manufacture or uptake nutrients has not kept pace with their rapid growth. All of these facts illustrate why soil conservation is important. This may all sound like depressing news, but one of the things we really love about these documentaries is that they also show us that there are some things we can do to help. Here are five simple things to get started. Number one, shop with local farms that use regenerative and organic practices. Your support by buying the food they grow helps them continue to do what they do. We have to emphasize that even with a decline in nutrients over the decades, you won't find a better source of vitamins and minerals than fruits and vegetables. They remain a viable and fundamental source of powerful vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and fiber. I also like the local aspect of it for the fact that the food that you're getting is more fresh out the ground compared to a grocery store where they might have vegetables sitting in a warehouse for days and days and they're on the shelf and they're spraying them with water and trying to make them look pretty under the lights because they're all withering. Yeah, that that's a key point because lately we've been going to a farm that's pretty close and uh, buying a lot of our vegetables on a daily. Uh, we try to get things as fresh as possible, so we'll go in the afternoon and the fruit and vegetables that we that we get have been picked that morning. Sometimes you're waiting for them to, to pick it before you get it if you go early enough. So that's a key thing. We're getting as many nutrients as we can from the plants, and we're also supporting that local farm. Tip number two is to start growing food, period. Start a garden if you're able to. And remember, when you're starting your garden, the importance of soil and feeding your soil in your area. And, and, and by that, you're creating healthy soil where you live. Go back and listen to our podcast with Big City Gardener. He gives a lot of good tips on um, starting your garden. And remember that you just start with your soil, build up your soil. And uh, other than that, just go out and try. He, makes sure, he wants you guys to just go out and try things on your own, learn from it. Sometimes you're going to fail and go back out there and try something different. And I would say even if you don't have a yard, you can grow in pots on your balcony or inside your house, herbs and things like that, because even that is making food local to you. Number three is to start composting. Um, all the research shows that this is the beneficial thing to do. Um, what composting is, is taking that waste, that food waste, and turning it into soil or something that's beneficial um, for plants. So... We recently started composting and eliminating as much waste as possible uh, from, from recycling to composting to even taking food waste and turning it into something else, you know. Um, for, ins for instance, we take banana pills and dry them out, and then we grind it up and use it as a food for plants. So, so with composting, it's not just food waste. You can also compost toilet paper rolls, um, old paper towels. You can compost cardboard pieces, leaves, anything that... Um, is from the, the natural world that would break down, you can compost it instead of putting it into the garbage where it just ends up contributing to greenhouse gases in the environment. So I cannot, like, once you know, once you know these things, it's really hard to do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So I'm, like, composting everything. Another quick note on composting, for those who are in small spaces like apartments, you still can compost. You could just utilize vermiculture, which is the use of worms to compost. 
And the benefit of this is that you can do it indoors or outdoors if you have a um, patio. So if you don't have use for this compost soil, the, the soil from the compost that you create, you can always donate it to somebody like a neighbor or a family member who might have a, a garden or a, a nice either a food garden or a flower garden or somebody that might have a farm nearby. You, I mean, they would love to have it. Or just throw it in your uh, houseplants. Tip number four is to eliminate meat and dairy from your diet if you haven't already. More than half of the U.S. grain and nearly 40% of world grain is fed to livestock rather than being consumed directly by humans. And this is according to the late scientist Dr. David Pimentel, who was an ecology professor at Cornell University. He also said that 7 billion Livestock animals in the U.S. consume five times as much grain as is consumed directly by the entire American population. That's a lot. Dr. Pimentel said the American system of farming grain-fed livestock consumes resources far out of proportion to the yield and also accelerates soil erosion and affects the entire world food supply. We found this information interesting because... It was done by Dr. Pimentel over 20 years ago. And to see how relevant the information was then, it makes you think about how much of an issue large-scale production of livestock is today. Now, there's a lot to be said about this, but we're going to keep it simple. We're talking about soil this time. And this shows exactly why we're monocropping. So we'll leave it at that. Tip number five, spread the word about the importance of soil to everybody you know and also teach these lessons to the children in your life. The Plants Changed My Life mission is all about legacy. And one of our key um, goals is to make sure that we pass on information and knowledge to our children that will help them preserve the world that they're living in and preserve a healthy lifestyle. So making sure that they know about soil is key. And we must take on the responsibility to do better when we know better. So let's take that step and teach the children the power of the soil. This is just a little info. We highly encourage you to check out these documentaries, The Symphony of Soil and The Need to Grow. So Dave, what was your favorite part of the documentaries? Well, I really like Symphony of the Soil. Um, I like both of them, but I kind of, Symphony of Soil was the first one which captured me. Um, it's really informative. Uh, I like when they went into talking about fungi and how mushrooms are a really important part of rejuvenating that soil um, and the part that in the the role they can play in uh, in creating healthy soil for us what about you what, what was your favorite well I, I I like Symphony of soil it was very enlightening it made me think about totally made me think about soil in a different way um, out of the two films I would say I probably enjoyed uh, the need to grow more. I, I felt like the stories of the behind the people that were set out to make a change were very compelling. I especially love the story about the, the Girl Scout who was trying to make a change and getting the Girl Scouts to eliminate GM, GMOs from their cookies. Because you think that um, Girl Scouts are such a popular thing and everybody's always trying to support the Girl Scouts, but it makes it kind of harder to support the Girl Scouts knowing that their cookies are full of GMO ingredients. So I think everybody should check out this movie. There's so many different stories in it. They talk about so many issues, but it also is, it's filled with solutions. 
We have included links on how and where you can watch the Symphony of Soil and the Need to Grow in the show notes on our website, plantschangemylife.com. We also have a link to resources and articles to help you learn more about composting, gardening, and supporting local growers. After you watch the movies, please come back and let us know what you think. love spreading the word about the benefits of a healthy whole food plant-based diet and want to invite you to join us in the movement so make today the day you grab a plants change my life t-shirt for yourself or someone you love your purchase helps us carry out our mission you can also help by sharing the podcast with others leaving feedback and subscribing to the show wherever you listen we truly appreciate your support Thank you for listening to the Plants Change My Life podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us at Plants Change My Life on Instagram and on Facebook. And head on over to plantschangemylife.com for additional information about the show and the resources mentioned. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at stories at plantschangemylife.com. Respect and always remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.